Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome into today's edition of the Sports Mix right here at Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740 and TV 10 on Comcast Channel 10 in Jefferson and Berkeley counties. Right now having some problems getting to Facebook, so we're not on Facebook as of this moment. Uh, show sponsored in part by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Booy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, Happy to have you with us for this Friday afternoon as we get you ready for some the second round of the West Virginia High School football playoffs. We're now joined by the voice of the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Matt Miller. How you doing today, Matt? I am well. There you go. I picked the right mic at the right time. Nice job. Colin, how are you doing? Doing all right. Just pick, trying to see if I can right uh, figure out how to help out uh, Nick over there so we can get on Facebook. I don't know. I, I don't know either. We'll have to figure that out later. Uh, well, let's start, since Matt is here, we'll start with the uh, for the matchup we'll have tonight, 6.30 airtime and 7.30 kickoff. Number seven, Spring Valley comes up here to take on the number two Martinsburg Bulldogs. And Matt, obviously, we saw this one, what, three weeks ago now, I think it was? Three or four weeks ago? Three, October 29th. And uh, Spring Valley got the best of Martinsburg in that one. And uh, head coach Britt Sherman had said, you know, just the practice that week just seemed off later on that he said you know they need to practice better to get better and then they had the week off the bye week at the final week of the season and they came out last week and just completely demolished parkersburg south yeah absolutely um you know played a very solid game now it was a 15 to nothing game at the end of quarter number one uh, martinsburg explodes for 42 points in that second period for the 57 to nothing lead at the half really got everything going uh, scored on eight out of nine first half possessions the only one they didn't was a turnover on an interception and that's clearly one of the things that martinsburg has to do well tonight and that's protect the football because you go back to that game three weeks ago when Martinsburg lost 33-30. Technically it was, uh, excuse me, 35-30. Technically it was a 35-28 score. Uh, you know, the, the late safety was given to them by Spring Valley to you know try to run the final seconds off the clock and not risk having to punt and maybe having it blocked or returned, that sort of thing. So in the end though, Martinsburg had those five big turnovers and tonight they have to protect the football. You go back to even 2019 and the 22 22- to 20 loss as Spring Valley came up here on a Friday in the regular season and got the win against Martinsburg and again there was a very costly turnover in that football game as well so we'll see if the dogs can protect the football better in this one tonight and come out on top. Colin anything? Yeah, I'm definitely uh, excited for it. We talked a little bit about it yesterday on Eastern Panhandle Talk and it might be for the first time in I don't know how long that that this is a uh, toss-up game. You you go into tonight and you're kind of weary about how Martinsburg's going to fare. You never know who's going to win, and that's not something as a follower of Martinsburg that I feel like is uh, for a majority of them ever crossed their mind Mm -hmm. is do we actually have – 
the capability of easily handling this Spring Valley football team? And I, I don't think the answer is yes. Hopefully they change my mind tonight and possibly get a blowout, but I, I don't see that happening. I still think they can win, but at the same time, it, it's going to be a tough battle. Well, it's home field advantage, and Martinsburg has uh, won 18 straight in the postseason. And when you look at what they've been able to do um, as far as home playoff games in general, uh, they've won 33 in a row at home in the postseason. They have not suffered a home playoff loss since 2005 when Hurricane did the favor 26-21. So home field advantage is big. And, you know, I honestly think that the loss against Spring Valley three weeks ago can be a catalyst for this football team. I go back to the 2001 season when Martinsburg made the state championship for the first time in program history, and they had to get a very hard-fought, low-scoring road victory at Morgantown at Pony Lewis Field in the semifinal to get to that championship. And I go back to, I believe it was week eight. Martinsburg was 7-0, and and in week eight of the regular season, went to Southern Garrett, Maryland. First and only time I've ever been there and I'm okay with that. I love the area but just the the school and so forth. The locker room was a quarter of a mile away from the field and you know it was a miserable rainy night and you know they had 1600 extra people in the press box that really didn't need to be there but wanted to stay dry so we called the game literally under umbrellas on the top of the the bleachers. It's one of those that leaves an indelible mark in your brain of what went on in that game because it was a sloppy low scoring game and in the end It was a pair of Hail Marys because Southern Garrett went for the Hail Mary down by, I think, four or five, whatever it was, and didn't get it, but there was a roughing the passer penalty that moved the football 15 yards closer. And on the second go around, I can still see the young man in the back of the end zone and everybody leaping in front of him and the ball barely going over everybody's fingers and him falling backwards and cradling that ball into his midsection. And Martinsburg loses. And that was one absolutely miserable loss. And by the end of the season, when Martinsburg reaches the championship game and talking with Coach Walker, you know, he said as hard as that loss was, that was a loss that kind of refocused the team. Maybe they felt a little better than what they were at 7-0. and Maybe they overlooked this Southern team. Whatever the case was, they clearly didn't play their best football, and they suffered a loss that, that, that really hurt, that tasted bad. I think that Spring Valley loss for this Martinsburg team could be that same type of catalyst. They had a 14-point lead in the third quarter. It looked like, yeah, this is Martinsburg. They came on the road. They're going to get the win. And things kind of fell apart on them. So clearly, they regrouped over the bye week at the end of the regular season, leading into the first round when you look at how they manhandled Parkersburg South. Does that continue into this week? We'll find out tonight. I think another... I think another thing of note, too, Matt, I mean, Spring Valley's never beaten Martinsburg in the playoffs over the years. And, uh, you know, but this is a different Spring Valley team mm-hmm. compared to their style of play, you know, not being so one dimensional. So that does help them, I think, with their ability to throw the ball. I mean, Dalton Fouch in just this lone season has almost broken every record uh, in passing yards and major passing categories at Spring Valley, held by uh, Tyler Brown, who played linebacker for Marshall. Uh, was a pretty good athlete, but you know, not necessarily a great passer. So, um, you know, th- I think that's to 
a, a noteworthy thing about this matchup is, is Spring Valley's made a lot of changes to how they're mm-hmm. they're not the same old Spring Valley. I guess they're they're a different type of team. But at the same time, they went back to some of that old Spring Valley yeah. when they went down by fourteen instead of the spread. What they do? They came out in the wing formation. All right, let's throw one wide out out there. Put a tight slot. We'll put a wing on this side. We'll bring everything together and we'll play a little of our old style. And that seemed to really open things up. So how do they approach that tonight? Do they throw that in right from the get-go? How does Martinsburg defend that? Clearly, I think, obviously, Martinsburg struggled in the pass defense. Um, They gave up 323 passing yards, gave up four passing touchdowns. They've got to play better in that secondary, no doubt about that. And while they did get four sacks, um, I still think there's a little bit better play that will need to be there up front because how many times did Fouch keep a play going where he was able to move around either in the pocket or completely escape the pocket? Martinsburg has to make sure that they contain this junior quarterback and not let him be able to extend plays because uh, Ty Bartram is a tough cover when he's got that additional time. So, you know, look, I this is what playoff football is supposed to be. Last week was not playoff football. Sorry, SSAC. I got other issues with you, but that's not playoff football. 83 to 20. And you look at all of those opening round games last week 48 to 21, Huntington Beach Wheeling Park. 52 to 10, University over Woodrow Wilson. Cabell Midland over South Charleston, 49 to 12. Spring Valley, 56 to 14 over Princeton. Bridgeport, 34 to 7 over Morgantown. Well, well, that's not that big a blowout. Yeah, it is because of how both of those teams play. It's smash mouth football where they're not getting a ton of possessions. 34-7 34-7 to seven is a blowout. And Jefferson, I, that wasn't a blowout until late, but 31-18. to 18, uh, You know, George Washington with the only quote-unquote upset, the 9 versus the 8, 21-7. But Greenbrier East turned it over seven times in that game. You, you look at that and go, okay, we got about what we expected. And that's what seems to be happening right now in AAA football. We know what's going on in the opening round. There aren't going to be many upsets. There are going to be a lot of lopsided games. Now we're into the quarterfinals. This is when games are supposed to be close. So let's see how it plays out tonight and tomorrow. We've been busy trying to get the stream up. The stream is now shared to the TV10 page. So if you want to watch the stream, go to facebook.com slash TV10. But what are some things you're looking forward to tonight real quick? I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how each team approaches this game. I, I'm sure each team's going to throw in some kind of a wrinkle that wasn't there the last time. I mean, it's only been three weeks ago that you saw each other, so you've got to try to find something somewhere where you may uh, run a slightly different thing, uh, play out of a formation, you know, than than, than what uh, they've seen before. But um, I think mostly it's it just comes down to execution tonight. These are two good football teams. These are two teams that have a lot of talent. But, you know, which team is able to go out and execute that game plan to the best? And, yeah, I do expect Martinsburg to win this game. They're at home. It's a long drive for Spring Valley. Martinsburg's dropped two in a row against this team. And, you know, again, feeling the sting of what happened last game. And while I think that can be a big motivator, you also have to – kind of make sure you hold that down right in other words you hear a lot about revenge and I heard that going into that game right there's a lot of conversation about that even going into that game on October the 29th all right the dogs with a chance to to avenge or or revenge after that loss the year before well well, be careful because revenge can get your head in the wrong spot right 
you just got to come out and focus and play Martinsburg High School football, and I think they come away with a victory tonight by several scores, more than one. There you go. Real fast, since we have you here and you've covered Jefferson over the years, number six Jefferson travels to number three Bridgeport. That game tomorrow afternoon. We'll hear from head coach Craig Hunter in the next segment, but what are your thoughts on this game? Stiff challenge, you know, for Jefferson. Clearly, you got to go on the road. Bridgeport's not an easy place to play. Their fan base is rabid, and uh, you know, it's it's the contrast of styles. So again, which team can go out and execute? Can Jefferson slow down that Bridgeport ground attack and be able to get enough possessions and do what they need to do with each possession to get the victory? Because if Bridgeport is able to ground and pound, Jefferson may not. Get the ball all that much, right? And so you've got to score when you've got those opportunities. On the other side, how does Bridgeport fare against some of the athletes that Jefferson has in that that deep passing game? There you go. Thank you, Matt Miller, for coming on. Six thirty airtime, seven thirty kick on all three of our entities tonight. Talk yes. Radio WRNR. WRNR TV on YouTube and on TV 10 tonight. Thanks to those donors for donating. The segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one. First, go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We come back. We'll hear from the head coach of the Jefferson Cougars, Craig Hunter. That's next on the Sports Mix. Charge to call her anyways. My mind's a mile a minute. My thoughts to bark like hell. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. The excitement of the West Virginia High School football playoffs continues for round two. He's went down, kick is blocked, it's blocked, and it's taken right out of the air. Racing down the near side is Cam Shallis with blockers. He's to the 40, to the Jefferson 30 and 20. He's to the 10, and Shallis is going to return it all the way. The number seven Spring Valley Timberwolves travel to Coburn Field to take on the number two Martinsburg Bulldogs. Kickoff at 7.30 with pregame at 6.30 right here on Talk Radio WRNR and WRNR TV on YouTube. You've put up with your water long enough. It's time for Sunset Water Services, your local water solution since 1989, to fix your water problems. Get better tasting, better smelling, and better looking water today. Say hello to drinking your own delicious water for pennies per gallon. Say yes to healthier skin and hair and to softer and brighter clothes. Sunset Water Services delivers your bags of salt to you, so they'll save your back too. And our products come with a one-year satisfaction guarantee. Call 304-754-9031 for a free water quality test today. Sunsetwater.com. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. (laughs) 
Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix, a very special hour and a half edition again today. And uh, before we get ready to hear from head coach of the Jefferson Cougars, Craig Hunter, just want to mention this segment sponsored in part by SunsetWater.com, proudly installing water softeners to the Martinsburg area and Berkeley County since 1989 and here at WRNR and TV10. Uh, so big matchup tomorrow, that game at 1.30 p.m. We talked a little bit up before break as the Jefferson Cougars travel over, up and over, over. We discussed this yesterday. Southwest. It's not open up that uh, Northwest box again. That's more like South. Okay, whatever. So don't open. Pandora's okay, whatever. Box. Well, they travel to take on the undefeated Bridgeport Indians. They're eleven and zero. That's a one thirty kick tomorrow. And uh, here's head coach Craig Hunter. We're now welcome to the program, head coach of the Jefferson Cougars, Craig Hunter. So you guys won that game on Saturday. It was a hard fought battle. You guys had to come back in that, and then uh, were able to win by a couple or by a couple scores. Yeah, it was, it was a hard fought battle. I mean, the first half didn't play out. Um, the way we would like it to have played out. I mean, it was we had like 20 mile an hour gust winds, uh, which wouldn't allow us to throw the ball the way we wanted to um, in our game plan. Um, so uh, we were still able to go into the halftime 14 to six. Um, we had a misfortunate uh, fumble on the opening kickoff of the second half, which gave them the ball in great field position, uh, which in turn, you know, let them be able to wind up scoring. And then close the gap um, down 14 to 12, um, and then they were able to get another score. I think late in the third, early in the fourth quarter, um, and go up 18-14. And then we just were able to get it, get some turn, get it, get some turnovers uh, in the fourth quarter, which happened to let us go ahead and get our um, offense going. Once the wind started dying down, we were able to hit a 70-yard pass, and then get a pick six. Um, they hit a field goal at the end of the game, so I mean that is the way pretty much how things went down for us, and able to come up with that with that hard fought victory. With the game kind of not going maybe the way you expected, or at least the way you guys wanted it to, um, and then coming out and, and finishing as strong as you did, uh, what do you think that says? I guess about your team and, and how you've been able to do that for the, a lot of the games this season. Well, I mean, it just shows that. Um, the the change the changeover in the maturity level in the guys uh, the changeover in the fact that these guys um, in the past uh, truly hadn't had a lot of success in the past um, but were able to and have been able to do this all year fight through adversity where sometimes two years ago when adversity hit them uh, they might not have been able to fight through it so now them understanding that they can fight through it they can uh, overcome some some adversity that they continue to push they continue to fight and um, it happened for us on Saturday and now you move forward to the second round of the playoffs. You're going to have to face a very tough Bridgeport team at home. Uh, what are some things that you guys have been working on so far this week that uh, you're going to have to do to be able to get a win? It's only been one day, so we hadn't worked on a whole bunch. But just understanding, I mean, I guess the one thing that we have a little bit of, which isn't really a lot, um, is we've had teams that we've seen the single wing before, probably not as efficient as they're going to run the single wing, but we have seen the single wing before. Um, they're very efficient in what they do. Like I said, um, they're very good at, at the single wing, and they give you a lot of different variations of run plays with their single wing. So we just have to play um, 
gap assignments football, as we've been preaching to the kids so far, gap assignments football, and we have to tackle and, and be stout and contain everything. Coach, you mentioned that you've ran into some teams that run the single wing, uh, like Bridgeport, but obviously, uh, you know, they're one of the best teams in the state, so they run it really well. Uh, is there anything that they do differently than maybe some of the teams that you've seen, or is it more so just they have a lot of talent and are able to run it really well? I think I think it's the fact that um, I believe that they they start at a young age. So I believe like their young kids are already running the single wing. So when they get up there, they've already been doing this for a long period of time. So it's nothing new to them. Um, and uh, the coach has been running it for a while from – West Virginia to when he was in Virginia, he's been running it. So it's not something that they've just been running for, you know, six, seven years or four or five years. I mean, they've been running this pretty much, I mean, pretty much as long as I've known they've been running some kind of single wing or stack high or something of that nature. And I, I believe coach, the coach has been running it for years. Um, and they have a system that really works well. So, I mean, that's the thing that, that I see with them as far as as far as that goes, uh, the way they run the single wing differently from anybody else. I mean, the only other team that we played that I believe is as efficient as they are is Clark County. We only scrimmage. So we only get to see glimpses of it in the scrimmage, not the full-fledged thing. When you look at a team like Bridgeport, what they've been able to do, you know, in a very short time in class AAA, what does that say about the way that they're coached? Um, I mean, well, they've been up and down in AAA. So, I mean, it's not the first time they've been in AAA. Um, they were AA, yes, but they've been in AAA, went back down to AA, and now they're back up to AAA. So, I mean, they've, they, they're coached very well, but, I mean, they've been up and down in AAA for years. Um, but their coach is a very good coach, and he coaches them well. Um, and they're just they're really aggressive in what they do. Coach, how important is it for you guys to get off to a quick start? Because you know they're going to try to run the ball a lot and, and really control the type of possession. Uh, I would say it's very important for us to get off to a good start and not try to fall behind in this game because they are going to try to they're, – they're, well, they are going to run the ball. Um, they are going to milk the clock. Um, so we have to we have to come out uh, ready to go in this game and not, and not falter. Um, on what we do, we have to we have to play mistake-free football, assignment assignment football, and try to stay with them. Um, if they score, we need to try to stay with their scoring so we don't fall behind, so they can start to eat, um, get that clock going on us. And you, you talk about oh, you know doing that specifically, but what are, offensively overall? What are you going to have to do as a team to uh, get the win this week? Um, I think there are some things that they do defensively that um, will that we can we can exploit um, with our offense, um, but we're just going to, have to try to ourselves keep their offense off the field, uh, maintain our drives, uh, and then when we get the ball, just score. Um, we're going to have to score, and defensively, we're just going to, have to try to find a way to get some stops. And then going on the road for this game, uh, obviously, you know, your team doesn't have a ton of playoff experience, but uh, – or how do you think, I guess, then going on the road will maybe affect things? Um, I'm hoping it doesn't affect things um, at all. I mean, the only thing you got to worry about is the fact we're playing Saturday, so possibly the hotel stay. Uh, we haven't done that. 
Um, so that's the only thing you really got to worry about is, you know, how they handle the hotel stay, not sleeping in their own beds um, the night before. Um, but, I mean, they, they don't have a ton of playoff experience, but they did have the one playoff game. They know the atmosphere, what it's going to be like. Um, we've also played in another big game against Martinsburg, so they understand what it's going to be like to be in a big-time game. Um, so hopefully that shouldn't play too much into um, how we how this game goes goes about. And did you guys choose to play Saturday just to have the full week to prepare? Yeah, the whole, they have the whole week to prepare. Um, I mean, they're going to run the ball. They're going to smash mouthless. And I really didn't want to have a situation where we get off a bus with bus legs and have to play that first quarter. And maybe we haven't really shaken our legs out yet. And then they're just pounding us from the beginning. It takes us a quarter to get going because we just got off a bus not too long ago. So, um, so. So um, that was one of the other reasons why we decided to go ahead and go stay overnight and, and get up the next morning and play in the afternoon. All right, Coach Hunter, thanks for joining us, and best of luck on Saturday. All right, thank you so much. That was head coach of the number 6 Jefferson Cougars, Craig Hunter. They take on the number 3 Bridgeport Indians tomorrow at 1.30 p.m. down at Bridgeport. There you go, head coach of the Jefferson Cougars. We'll take a break now. Segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store anymore. Camdenton's Designer Bedding. Outdoor Living, family-owned and operated at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com. we come back, we'll be joined by the Spring Valley play-by-play broadcaster, Matt Perry. That's next on the Sports Mix. Won't find too many red lights. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Burke Schultz, Harmon, and Jenkinson, where accident, injury, and disability lawyers with over 120 years combined local trial experience. When injury or illness has stopped you from working, you may be eligible for Social Security disability. Ron Harmon has been winning disability claims for over a quarter of a century. Don't hire some out-of-state firm. Ron Harmon's in Martinsburg. He will meet with you right here in our office. Get a local lawyer you can trust. Call 304-LAWYERS for a free consultation. 304-LAWYERS or 304-263-0900. WV Medicine is now offering a new robotic-assisted platform for minimally invasive biopsy in the lung. The ION system by Intuitive allows pulmonologists to diagnose lung cancers earlier and less invasively than ever before. With the ION system, tissue samples can be obtained from hard-to-reach areas of the lung, resulting in earlier diagnosis of smaller nodules and better outcomes for patients. WVU Medicine, the future of surgery is here. Are you seeking employment opportunities in a changing job market? Maximize your time in job search by joining Blue Ridge Community and Technical College for the virtual career fair on Wednesday, December 1st, 2021 from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. All meeting sessions are private, 10-minute appointments between the job seeker and employer. Participants must register in advance for employer time slots. This is a free community event. Register to participate at www.blueridgectc.edu slash virtual career fair. 
Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to today's edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Puinick versus Lee Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us. And we're now joined on the program by the voice of the Spring Valley Timberwolves, Matt Perry, en route to Martinsburg. How you doing today, Matt? I'm doing great. Enjoying the uh, scenic trip over to Martinsburg and uh, excited for the game this evening. Excited? Exactly. It should be a good one. 7.30 kickoff in Spring Valley. Obviously beat Martinsburg a few weeks back. In at Spring Valley, and tonight, obviously, it's a different venue back in Martinsburg, and obviously, they've had a few weeks, uh, and they've crushed their opponents the last couple of weeks. What is the what is the mentality coming into this game for Spring Valley? Uh, you know, Spring Valley. Um, I think it's. Uh, I don't want to say it, it's not cockiness, but they are confident because they're the only team in the state that's shown that they uh, can truly compete with Martinsburg. So. Uh, I don't think they would have the same trepidation that other teams might have going over to the uh, traveling over there to fight the uh, Bulldogs. But obviously, Martinsburg is the favorite. Martinsburg is the team to beat, and so uh, it's Spring Valley still behind the eight ball. But I don't know if they're feeling the trepidation that maybe another school might be doing, might be feeling. And Matt, while this is a uh, quarterfinal matchup, it, it feels like the the winner of this game could definitely you know, win it all, and you don't usually see that in a quarterfinal matchup, so a lot going into this one uh, tonight. Oh, it, it, very much so. You know, um, last time I was on your show, uh, we talked about how Spring Valley was better than their ranking. Uh, you know, getting number seven in the SSAC rankings, so that sets this quarterfinal matchup. Um, I wish these two were playing next week in the semifinals or uh, at Wheeling, but it's just the way it worked out, and so this has to be one of the best quarterfinal matchups in recent history. What does Spring Valley need to do in your mind to make it three in a row over uh, Martinsburg? Well, they're going to have to. They're going to have to really do what they did at home a couple of weeks ago. The what, what was uncharacteristic by the Bulldogs, and you guys know this much better than I do, is they turned the ball over more than I've seen Martinsburg turn the ball over hardly ever, uh, especially in recent memory. So they forced five Martinsburg turnovers, and they took advantage of, off the top of my head, I believe three of those turnovers led to points. So Spring is, I'm not saying they have to force five turnovers again, but they have to take advantage of the small mistakes that Martinsburg may make. And they need to continue to do well in the passing game. That is what won them the ball game uh, in Huntington when Spring Valley, who's uncharacteristically this season, throws the ball all over the place, and Martinsburg struggled against the pass uh, when Spring Valley spread it out. And so that's that's the recipe for victory for Spring Valley. And, you know, for Martinsburg, they, they kind of knew it was going to be a different Spring Valley team when they headed down to Huntington a couple weeks or a few weeks ago, but really didn't see the impact until they played that game that Ty Bartram has really brought to this team, you know, coming in because his, he transferred to Spring Valley, really had been able to handpick where he went as his dad's now a coach at Marshall. Um, he's obviously, yeah. he got an offer from Marshall a couple weeks ago, so these last few weeks have been huge for him. 
Yeah, Bartram, um, I, I can't blame the kid. I have to brag on him. He deserves the Kennedy Award. I know that's going to be controversial. Uh, but uh, he, he is just absolutely put on a show. Um, he is going on a full ride to Harvard. So uh, even though Marshall offered him, and that's a bigger football school, you, you can't pass up a full ride to go to Harvard. And so he's going to be continuing his uh, academic and athletic career with the Crimson next year. Um, not only Bartram, I mean, Dalton Fouch, he last week tied the school record for touchdown passes, and this is his first season as quarterback. He 36 touchdown passes in one season. We've never seen that at Spring Valley. So it was – it, I, I'm sure, as you said, Martinsburg, they watched film, and obviously they knew the Spring Valley threw the ball. But it is a potent passing attack, and I fully expect Martinsburg to be ready for that passing attack. And uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how both sides have uh, have changed it up, have schemed around this game. And uh, that's what makes football great. Two great coaching staffs that are going to scheme against each other, and we're going to see uh, how, the, you know, how it all falls out. One thing that was kind of interesting, though, in that game against Martinsburg is when Spring Valley got down 28-14, not only were they able to come back, but they kind of came back by getting the ground game going, and then it opened up some things and some breakdowns in the secondary, and they kind of went back to that traditional style. Do you think that could play a factor maybe tonight? Maybe we see more of that uh, running game earlier in the ball game. Have to. Uh, in my opinion, um you, you set up, you have to be well-balanced to the best of your ability. Um, Spring Valley is going to have to show that they can still move the ball on the ground. Or, quite frankly, Martinsburg will be able to just play the pass and will make the Timberwolves' night miserable. So they're going to have to establish the run. And uh, it's, it's going to be up to the Valley offense to, uh, to get Martinsburg respecting the run. And then your passing lanes will open up. And looking back to last week, both of these teams really got gifts in the first round of the playoffs. Martinsburg, an 83-20 victory, and Spring Valley, a 56-14 victory. And, you know, obviously both teams giving up a total of 34 points to their opponents. It's not really much of a first-round matchup. That's not, you know, you don't. it's not a typical first round you usually see. Yeah, it's not often in the playoffs you see second- and third-string kids coming in. But, uh, you know, Princeton – <laughs> Excuse me. Princeton had been struggling, lost three straight games, backed into the playoffs, and uh, they were gifted with the trip to Spring Valley, and Spring Valley took care of business. And Martinsburg, I mean, goodness gracious, Parkersburg South comes over, and uh, Parkersburg South's been a little down this year, and it seems like to be a very hungry and uh, driven team, Martinsburg uh, having no problem at all as well. So, again, it just bodes well for everybody that likes high school football tonight because we're going to get to see two of the top-tier programs uh, c- coming off of big wins, and uh, it doesn't get much better. Winner, winner goes on and loser goes home. Uh, Matt, just like you right now, Spring Valley is also making the trip to the Eastern Panhandle today instead of trying to do an overnight or anything to have their guys uh, be off the bus as much as possible. Do you think that per chance plays a factor and maybe we see at the start a little bit of tightness or uh, flatness from the Timberwolves? Any trip like this has an effect on you. Uh, uh, it has an effect on the broadcast team. I'm looking forward to a nap at the hotel before I come out to the stadium. So um, it's always going to have an effect. But 
I was talking to some people um, with high school coaching experience because I coached a little bit of middle school, so I never had to uh, deal with trips like this. But I was, you know, we were talking and bouncing ideas back and forth. And the think, the thought process, I think, I, I did not talk to Coach Dingus directly, but we think the thought process is do it in one day. They don't have time to mill about a hotel, to have to get a good night's sleep when you're sharing a room with a bunch of your teammates. Let's just get up there, get them off the bus, get them get them dressed, and try to make it the most normal pregame um, pregame that you're used to. You know, you don't make these trips very often. You're not used to going up super early or staying the night. So you want to recreate a normal game day atmosphere to the best of your ability. And with them uh, kind of making this trip in the past and obviously winning last year, uh do you think that might have played a factor into why they decided to play a Friday night game instead of playing, you know, on a Saturday and get that uh, full seven-day rest? Yeah, Saturday was never an option. Uh, literally at halftime last week, before it was official, the athletic director said, Friday night, 7.30, get your hotel. Uh, I mean, it was never even in the thinking. The uh, They didn't want that. Friday night was what they wanted, and it, it showed last year that they, they did well with that trip. And so I think they didn't want to change what they thought would work. And so that's why we're on our way up there now. And as much as our listeners do not want to hear it, you, ha- you have to look at these playoff teams in the quarterfinals. We're down to the final eight, and four of them are from the Huntington-Charleston area. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, they might not. They might not uh, see the teams that I have gotten the opportunity, and people in the Huntington tri-state area has gotten uh, an opportunity to see. Um, but that's also to say, I've only seen one Eastern Panhandle school, so I can't speak in these grand, you know, generalizations. But the football on the I-64 corridor uh, is very good. Spring Valley, Huntington, and Cabell Midland are right up there. Uh, you know. I, I put them with Martinsburg. That's the top four. I've seen a lot of high school football this year. I have not personally seen Jefferson and Bridgeport, and people might not like my point of view. But uh, what I've seen from Cabell Midland, Huntington, Spring Valley, and Martinsburg, they're the top four to me. There it is. Head, oh, not head coach. I'm so used to talking to head coaches here. That is the play-by-play <laughs> broadcaster for the Spring Valley Timberwolves making the trek up to Martinsburg. Uh, for you guys, you'll be able to call on the radio tonight, and uh, we'll see you at the field. Very excited to get there, and uh, I appreciate you having, on, having me on the show, and uh, we'll see what happens tonight. Thank you, Matt. That was Matt Perry, play-by-play broadcaster for the Spring Valley Timberwolves. And, uh, Obviously, great conversation to have with the opposing team's play-by-play broadcaster. We had the Martinsburg play-by-play broadcaster, Matt, Matt Miller, in here. So it's a battle of the mats tonight when it comes to play-by-play. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's one way of looking at it. You know, if, if you want to be a play-by-play broadcaster, be named Matt. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> we're not named Matt. Yeah, None of we're us out are of luck. Matt. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he provides a lot of good insight, and obviously he's familiar with a lot of the, the teams that are, are still remaining in this in this postseason. As we wrap up this segment, wrong music there. This segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. When we come back, we'll be joined 
by the play-by-play announcer for the Cabell Midland Knights. That is Chris Tatum. That's next on the Sports Mix. You looked at me and I was done. We're just getting started. I was singing to you, you were singing to me. I was so alive, never been more free. Fired up my daddy's lighter and we sang this is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back and forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including Trivia Night Monday, Karaoke Tuesday, Steak Night Wednesday and Sunday, Thursday Night Boneless Wing Night, and on Friday and Saturday nights, there'll be a DJ and or karaoke. And remember, Monday through Friday, happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! The Mid-Atlantic Group has been serving the area's insurance needs for 40 years. We are an independent insurance agency, therefore we can offer insurance from many insurance companies, find the right coverage at the right price with Easy Payment Plan. Located at 201 West Martin Street in Martinsburg, the Mid-Atlantic Group is easily accessible from Morgan, Jefferson, and Berkeley County. To set up an appointment with a local insurance professional, give them a call today at 304-267-8989. That's the Mid-Atlantic Group at 201 West Martin Street in Martinsburg. Let them help insure you today. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix as we continue to whip it around the AAA as now we'll be joined by the play-by-play broadcaster for the Cabell Midland Knights. The number five Cabell Midland Knights head up to Morgantown to take on University. We're now joined by Chris Tatum. How are you doing today, Chris? Uh, good. Very well. Waiting to uh, talk to you guys and then get on the road, actually. Well, there you go. Get on the road. Not as not as bad as a trip as Matt Perry had to make. Uh, no, not as bad at all, actually. So, And it's a nice day. It's way better than yesterday, for sure. Did uh did Paul warn you about Nick and I? Well, there was a slight warning, but uh, <laughs> Paul likes to keep me on my toes, so I, maybe I didn't get the full story. But he does like to give me a surprise here and there, so I just uh, I stay prepared after I've talked to Paul. <laughs> <laughs> we love Paul up here. <laughs> All right. Well, t- big game for the Knights tonight. They take on University. University coming in eleven and zero. Cabell Midland coming in with one loss that to Huntington. So it'll be should be a big matchup there in Morgantown. Yeah, you know the funny thing is, you look up and down these two teams' schedules. It's it's very comparable in terms of how convincingly they've put wins in the win column. 
Uh, you're going to see a pretty heavy ground game from from uh, Luke Sammons and the Knights tonight. And you actually have a quarterback in Ryan Wolf who does a really good job of being just comfortable and running things out there on the offensive side of the ball. Um, he's very poised and, and uh, doesn't get too excited about anything. And he's one of those guys that just come out, does his job very methodically, but a good leader on the field. So the thing is, I think everybody knows that you're going to see this ground pound offense from the Knights, but a number of times this season, they've thrown the ball around a little bit. So, you know, as, as we, the sports cliche is, everybody tries to keep the, the, def- the defensive side of the, uh, of the ball honest, and I think you'll see that out of, out of uh, Midland tonight, but you're going to see a good dose of a number of running backs. I mean, you've got, obviously, we're going to talk about what, who we call freight train Fetty. Uh, you're going to get a good dose of him, Mason Moran. Uh, the Schmidt brothers have, have been in and out of, of action all, all season who also contribute offensively. Uh, but, you know, Ryan's one of those kids who can throw the ball around a little bit. He's got Alex Smith out there as a wide receiver. But this matchup's interesting because uh, these two teams don't play each other a whole lot. But, again, you look up and down their schedules – they they do play some of the same teams throughout the regular season, but they also play teams that I think are similar in styles to the teams that, that they each play as well. How do you think uh, University will match up with a team like Cabell Midland that is so run heavy? And in particular, you know, you mentioned Jackson, or, uh, Fetty, you know, one of the better uh, running backs um, in the state. Yeah, you know, the thing that, that I've noticed this whole season is you know, it's uh, – it's interesting about this Midland team is they, they tend to wear the other, their opponents down. Um, the, the Huntington game obviously was their closest game of the year. Hurricane gave them a little bit of a challenge. Uh, but in, in the end, I think when you get into the, into the late quarters, when you get late in the third and the fourth, Midland is, we always talk about conditioning and cramps and this, that, and the other. And, you see that early in the season because you're in the hot weather, and then you see that because kids tend to not hydrate themselves and whatnot, uh, you know, pay attention to those telltale signs of when they're getting tired because they want to be out there. But that has not been a problem for Cabell Midland at all. The training staff has done a great job with this football team, and, and Luke Sammons and, and his entire staff stressed that about, you know, being prepared in all phases, and that, that that's including taking care of your bodies. And uh, I think that's the thing that I've noticed more so about this Midland team is they tend to wear their opponents down. That's not to say they're not explosive because they do have the ability to be explosive on offense. Uh, but, but, again, this is just a team that wears their opponents down. And that's it's going to be, I think, this interesting matchup, again, because if you look how convincingly university has won – you know their ball games and put their W's in, in the column. It's been very convincing, just like Cabell Midland, um, and they have the ability to be explosive too. I mean, they've proven that. So the matchup is good, but I think the difference maker here is that Midland finds a way to reload, and that's a credit to Luke Sammons because if you look at, at some of the some of the folks, some of the boys that I mentioned, you've got there is a there is it's there's a number of seniors on this team, but you also have you know, a number of sophomores and juniors who are heavy contributors uh, to, to both offense and defense. And like I said, it's just like they figure out this way to reload and they, they do a good job of changing personnel at, at the right times. And uh, they, they, I guess 
they're good students of all phases of the game, and that's what I notice about this Midland team. So typically with announcers, uh, we get keys to the games. What are your keys for both teams for tonight's game? You know, I, I think I think one of the things that they've got to do that university needs to do is is see the run game for what it is, the weapons that they have, and 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 if they if they've done their homework, they they know when you have a running back switch what Mason Moran brings to the table versus what Jackson Fetty may bring to the table versus what uh, the Schmidt brothers may bring to the table. Uh, so. And also flushing that flushing Ryan Wolf out a little bit. I think you you've got to keep him on his toes as well and get him out of his rhythm and get him to not be comfortable. I think the thing for Midland tonight, however, is go in and do your work. Uh, do do the things that you're comfortable with. At the same time, again, to be cliche, they don't throw the ball around a whole lot. But again, I think they they need to they need to do some different things. You get this deep in the playoffs, and you're you're, and it's not to take away from any of the competition during the regular season. But if you're this deep in the in the play, if you're in week two of the playoffs, you're playing teams that that deserve to be in the postseason, and uh, the competition's a little bit different. But I still think they stick to their game plan. They run that ground and pound, and, and use Jackson and Chandler and Mason the way that they have, uh, and keep Ryan Wolf comfortable and him running the running the offense the way that he does methodically and doing the things that he does to lead that team on the field and him not get nervous uh, and and get himself for him to get in his own head and get out of rhythm himself I think it's going to be important tonight too uh, they're going to see some different things out of this university team but in, all in all they stick to their game plan they they keep their running backs uh, in the game as they normally do, and keep uh, Ryan comfortable. You know, I think the result's good for them. But again, you're in you're into into week two of the playoffs. University is is a great program who plays great fundamental football. They have the ability to be explosive as well. Uh, they put Midland on their heels early. It's a different feel of a, it's a different feel for Midland at that point. So I think the thing that they the thing that they need to do with their uh, besides looking at the offensive schemes and the different things that they were looking at on tape, I think they put Midland on their heels early. That's when it becomes a different ball game for Midland. And we asked Matt Perry about this because we just had him on before you. And obviously, you look at this playoff picture or this playoff, you know, the matchups right now. You have three teams, or really four teams, from the Huntington Charleston area. What about the Huntington Charleston area makes it such a football rich area? You know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna date myself a little bit here because I go back to the days of uh, the Pack Eight with Barbersville High School, Huntington High School, Huntington East High School, and then you you mix in some some of the rivalries out of out of the Kanawha County as well, and it just seems like that 64 corridor. There's something about it, um, and with Brad and, and his guys out of Spring Valley. I mean, you're talking about teams in the area. I mean, let's give credit to, to Brad and his program out of Spring Valley. I mean, he just keeps reloading too, and, and I don't know if it's what they feed him out there in Wayne County or what. But you know, Midland being Midland Huntington being two of the largest teams in the state of West Virginia, I just feel like they should be there every year. You know, there's there's 
and I've watched this for years. I've been covering high school sports now for 20 plus years, and it just it just keeps happening because the athletes are there and the traditions there, and it goes back into the into the days of, of Barbersville and Huntington and Huntington East and uh, Milton. Even you go you you got to think about Milton in that picture as well. Um, people are very passionate about sports here as they are everywhere else, but it's a different feel when you get when you start talking about some of the uh, days of, er, I'd say early early days of, of Pac-8, I guess it's back in the 80s and 90s when I was in school, but it's a different feel here than some of the other schools that we go to. And, and there are schools that have great football traditions, and it feels that way in other towns. Uh, like you go to Parkersburg, they have a very storied history with high school football as well. Uh, but you know when you walk in, to these stadiums that this is it's serious business to the to the kids who play and it's serious business by the way they the way their people support their programs around here um you know i i can't explain any more than that i uh you know it's like i said i've been covering 20 years and it's just different in in some venues around the state and and these three teams happen to be three of those teams that are just different and uh, Chris, knowing that Cabell Midlands played some of those tougher teams in the state, and while universities played some good teams, they haven't played you know top five, top ten teams really. So do, if and they haven't really been uh, in a close game. So how much do you think that could maybe help uh, if it is a close game like it should be tonight between a five and a four? Uh, for well, the like I said, I, I think the the key for university is to jump on Midland early and get them on their heels early. If that if that doesn't happen, I think Midland sees the light at the end of the tunnel that they're going to come in and, and just do their thing tonight. Uh, but I still think, and we talked about this. We've we've talked about the, the teams that universities played, and not to take away anything for them at all. But I, I think this is a different game, a different look than any team that they've played uh, heretofore tonight. Uh, but again, university's a good football football team. Um, take nothing away from anything that they've done this season i just think that they're gonna they're gonna see a, a team that is known to wear their opponents down and i think you know they that's what they need to be prepared for is is four quarters of of hard-nosed football so between you and nick we have two former huntington play-by-play broadcasters what is it about this huntington team this year just a little you know shift you over there a little bit we'll be talking to andrew in a couple of minutes but what is it about this huntington team this year well, I'm gonna. I'll tell you. I I was in. I, I covered Huntington for 17 years, and I, I was there through some through, through some rough times. But then when Coach Seals got there, give credit to this guy. I mean, he is so passionate, and he literally has built his program and gotten the buy-in from his kids. And I think, I think this year, obviously a special season, but it's also credit to what he's done since he's been there because it took him a while to get get things together and get his system and get the coaching staff that he wanted and you know he's even had a, a few exits uh coach beck went went down to georgia but coach seals is one of those guys that just keeps reloading too there's natural athletes i mean you look at you look at the history of huntington sports and and look at their basketball program and their football programs over the years and even since coach seals has been there how successful they've been i think it's a testament to him but 
there's there are years that you just get that right mix of kids and you just get that right sprinkle of passion from everybody and I think this is one of those years for coach seals and you know it's it's fun to watch the neighboring schools and because I do have a tie to there it's fun to to see their success but this is a guy who has who has truly built his program much like Luke has built his program at Cabell Midland you know you both of those guys had success at the collegiate level at different schools and they have brought their you know again sports cliche but they've brought their brand of football to their schools and they've gotten buy-in from players and that buy-in just continues year after year because of the success they've had so when you see a coach who is as passionate and wants it every year as bad as Luke and Billy do and even Brad out at Spring Valley and not that any coach doesn't want that but you've got two guys who've built their programs in that manner and it's infectious because buy-in from year to year just continues and and their success proves that all right chris thanks for joining us and uh, have fun on the call tonight absolutely guys talk to you soon that was chris tatum play-by-play broadcaster for cabell midland slash color guy i believe he fills in play-by-play when jason toy cannot do that but that does it for this segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by the marius group and ameriprise financial advisors john everson and phil mccoy call ameriprise financial service at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 winchester avenue in martinsburg when we come back we'll talk with andrew rogers play-by-play guy for huntington that's next on the sports mix You're listening to 106.5 FM and 740 AM. Talk Radio WRNR. Martinsburg, Shepherdstown, Charlestown. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute offers world-class heart care close to home. Our board-certified physicians are performing groundbreaking procedures using cutting-edge techniques, and that's why we're expanding our services to every corner of our region so you don't have to travel far to receive the great specialty care you deserve close to home. We're now accepting new patients at all four convenient locations in Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Shepherdstown, and Winchester. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, world-class heart care close to home. This is Matt Miller, along with my wife, Dale. As homeowners, we've been through the mortgage process several times, and each time we went to Mark and Cheryl Savitt at the Mortgage Center. They treat you like family with personal one-on-one service, walking with you through the process from application to settlement. Plus, low interest rates and closing costs. The Mortgage Center is on Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Phone 304-267-9040. Or online at mortgagefinancing.com. NMLS number 237527, equal housing lender. You need to keep your vehicle in good working order, but car and truck repairs can be very costly. Bears Repair in Martinsburg performs all kinds of auto repairs at prices most often well below their competition. Bears Repair offers tune-up, soil change and lubrication, small and large engine and transmission repair, wheel balancing, front end alignment, exhaust system replacement, air conditioning checks, auto inspections, and new tires. Stop by for a free estimate at Bears Repair, 904 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg, phone 262-0208. Bears Repair. Is everywhere. I'm your new bangs, and you can't stop staring at me. That's it. Just tilt the rearview mirror over here. And while you're checking me out more times than a library book, your car is wandering into that lane over there. 
more bangs. <laughs> Neat. And if you've got cut rate insurance, you could be paying for this yourself. So get Allstate. Call Martinsburg Allstate agent Gary Kelly today at 304-263-4596. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to today's edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Kelly Allstate Insurance. For all your insurance needs, call Gary Kelly at 304-263-4596 or stop by 724 Lakeview Drive in Martinsburg. Well, now welcome to the program, the play-by-play broadcaster for Huntington High School, Andrew Rogers. How's it going, Andrew? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Uh, We're doing good, getting ready for another high school football Friday night here in the Eastern Panhandle. Uh, for you, you get to stay at home like we do for all the playoffs. Yeah, and definitely enjoying not having to travel. Just a five-minute drive uh, a little bit south to Huntington High School. Should be another good matchup, though. Uh, second time Huntington's going to get to see George Washington. They're a little bit different the second time around. We'll see them. Yeah, you mentioned that being their second time playing each other. And for a half, you know, that was a pretty close game between uh, George Washington and Huntington, but uh, GW's had some injuries, and I know they've changed a lot. So how do you think that kind of affects things? Because it's not the same team that they've already seen earlier in the year. Yeah, so the quarterback that Huntington saw back in week four, Abe Fenwick, hurt his – I think he broke his finger and had another issue with his throwing hand as well. Had to miss two games, and then their backup quarterback was ruled ineligible. So they were rolling with a third-string quarterback. That meant George Washington was going to have to run the football – and in the first meeting, the Patriots really struggled to run against Huntington. They were really just one-dimensional being able to pass the football. But over these past couple of weeks, being able to grab some victories over Parkersburg and Woodrow Wilson uh, down toward the end of the season helped get in the playoffs and get a good seed, they were able to run the football effectively with a bunch of different guys. Easton Pinkerington, well over 300 yards. Clay Matthews, who didn't run the football against Huntington the first time, uh, is well over 300 yards yards as well. They have a bunch of different facts, and that's what's kind of revitalized this George Washington team is being able to finally run the football. And now that they've got Fenwick back at quarterback, it balances the offense out, and that's what led uh, to their victory against Greenbrier East. So it's definitely going to be it's the same team, obviously, but they're a little bit better because they are now a little bit more balanced on offense, and Huntington didn't really get to see that true balance the first time around. So then does uh, Huntington still fair pretty easily and come out with a uh, big win tonight or is it going to be a little bit of a struggle and uh, something that score-wise might be closer than what you typically see for a 1v9? It's the playoffs. It's the playoffs so I think it should be a competitive football game. I think Huntington probably is, is the better team obviously based on either the one seed and George Washington's the nine so Huntington should handle this but it's a good George Washington team and that has a little bit of momentum from how they fared against Huntington in that week four match. Because Huntington went up 30 to nothing after the third quarter and then kind of put their foot on the break, and that's what allowed George Washington to kind of make that a game, had a couple onside kicks uh, go their way in the fourth quarter, too. So that gave George Washington, I think, a little bit of momentum of we can maybe hang with Huntington if we play a little bit better in the first couple of quarters. But I think uh, if Huntington continues to play well defensively and run the football effectively like they did in week four against George Washington, shouldn't really be too big of an issue. But again, you have to come ready to play because you sit out one or two quarters 
We've talked about this a few times with Huntington. If they get out to a slow start, George Washington goes up a couple of scores, you're in a hole, and that changes the whole dynamic of your offense. So Huntington still has to come ready to play. You're going to me, Spencer. All right. Um, George Washington forcing uh, seven turnovers, I believe it was, in that victory last week, uh, but only one by 14. And, you know, Huntington last year, I remember turnovers being an issue, but obviously, you know, as the number one team in the state, I don't expect it that it's still an issue for that team. But, uh, you know, what do you think George Washington's defense could maybe do to make this, you know, an interesting ballgame? It's going to have to be stopping the run. And it's hard to stop the run against Huntington because there's four different guys on any play that can get the football. Obviously, the quarterback, Lonco, uh, will keep it himself all the time. Felder, Jackson, Jones, those three guys can all, will all get five to six carries uh, throughout the game as well. So there's a bunch of different options. So you've got to stop the run if you're George Washington early on, I think, in the football game, especially on first and second downs, to maybe force Huntington into longer third downs, into passing downs, because that's really, I think, where the strength of the George Washington team is. They have good guys up front that can get after the quarterback, but they've got some really good players in the secondary. A cornerback, they've got uh, two guys that each have a couple of picks this season. They both actually, Fitzpatrick and Valentine, picked off Locko back in week four. He turned the ball over two times. So it's a fine George Washington defense that does, yes, create turnovers. And I think being effective on first and second down will probably help uh, George Washington's case. And that's in any football game, I think, too, if you have success on early downs. And you're a broadcaster. You can look forward to the bigger picture. Uh, next week could be a rematch with Cabell Midland. Cabell Midland's got to upset the number four seed, but the number five and number four, it's obviously a big matchup there in Morgantown. But uh, if Cabell Midland and Huntington were to face off again, obviously that would be a huge game next week. Yeah, obviously don't want to look too far ahead. And Coach Billy Stills and his guys aren't going to look ahead too far either. But, yeah, that would create another rematch. And it's almost one of those things, do you want to play another team, a team like that again? Because dating back to that Cal Midland game back in, uh, I think, week three of the, of the high school football season, it was a game Huntington probably shouldn't have won. They just had a couple of things go their way in the fourth quarter that helped uh, put them up and, and over top of Cal Midland in that football game. So it's one of those situations where, okay, do you like playing all these rematches against some teams that already have film on you, familiar with you, and how it pan out? But, yeah, it should be another good football game this week. And, yeah, that Cabell Midland matchup next week, if they're able to beat University, would certainly uh, be yet another good football game. Prepping for the week, talking with uh, players, talking with the uh, head coach for Huntington as well, being that you did, uh, what's the vibe like from them heading into tonight's game? Still confident. They're still relatively confident just because they have beat this George Washington team, but still hungry because Woody and I, my, my broadcast partner, we talked about it last week in the post game how Huntington beat, um, drawing a blank on who Huntington beat last night, or last week, Wheeling Park, uh, despite beating them 48 to 21, it felt like Huntington still didn't even play that good of a football game. The defense wasn't hitting its gaps. Uh, against the run of Wheeling Park at certain times. They were gashing him for a, a couple of big runs. It just didn't seem like Huntington was all there and still won by several scores and it scores in pretty handily in that game. So it, it's still hungry for this Huntington team, knowing that obviously Martinsburg is going to be the team to beat regardless of them being the two seed. Huntington still has a lot to prove, still being undefeated and the one seed. And this team still knows that uh, because being undefeated, there's going to be a target – especially for a team like George Washington who's trying to avenge a regular season loss. 
And again, as a broadcaster for you, you can look at that bigger picture. You, you know, you just talk about Martinsburg being that team, and they're playing a tough Spring Valley team that's beat them twice in a row now, but they haven't been able to beat them in the postseason. Do you think that's going to be something big for Spring Valley tonight? Is they that's the bugaboo for the postseason? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be hard traveling up there and playing that far. I was surprised maybe Spring Valley didn't want to play that game on a Saturday just to maybe go up on a Friday and maybe get a practice in or whatever. But I think that's another really good game because there could be a situation, I think, if Spring Valley were to upset Martinsburg where you see a Huntington Spring Valley or a Cabell Midland Spring Valley uh, in the postseason. And there's some really good teams in every matchup this week in all three classes, but obviously – for our sake in AAA in general, there's some really good matchups that pretty much all eight teams have a, a good chance to win this week. Andrew, I, I know you got the uh, opportunity because uh, Huntington was on by to actually watch the Spring Valley-Martinsburg game a little bit. Um, so any thoughts on that matchup tonight? Any predictions? I won't make any predictions, but I think Martinsburg... Oh, come on. If it limits You're not the broadcasting turnovers, the game. You can make the prediction. Okay, well, I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> if Martinsburg limits the turnovers, they're probably the better football team. Spring Valley played really well in that game, though, so you have to give credit to them. But I think Martinsburg, if it plays a little bit better offensively, defensively, hones in on some things, limits what Bartram's able to do on the outside... Martinsburg should be fine tonight. They should be fine. And I'll, I'll say, though, they will win and get revenge on Spring Valley because, yes, Spring Valley has had trouble beating Martinsburg in the postseason. But I think they'll avenge the loss from the regular season because I think Martinsburg is going to be able to look back at that film and realize how many things they saw that one or two plays totally changed the outcome of that game. I don't have either. All right. Well, Nick just said he had something, but I, it. I didn't. Why we're here. And uh, I know you're a fan of WVU, grew up a WVU fan not far there in Clarksburg, and you broadcast Marshall football. Let's just, you know, talk about it, because why not, right? Uh, WVU, season uh, finale at home there in Morgantown. Uh, They'll have one more game on the road next week, but they're playing the Longhorns, four and six, both teams, and and must win for uh, the next two games in order to be bowl eligible. Yeah, it's been a up and down season for the Mountaineers. They have they've been they've showed flashes of playing really good football, and then at times um, it will just won't really show up in certain games. But again, the Big Twelve is a tough conference, and Neil Brown is still kind of get getting acclimated to the Big Twelve and trying to get his guys into the program. And what is good and what's helpful is you have a win against Iowa State, who was ranked at the time. So you've put together good performances that keep the fans engaged with the games, but. Obviously, the past couple of weeks haven't been too good. 24-3 to Oklahoma State, I think 34-17 to last week, maybe against Kansas State. But obviously, yeah, two big games. Uh, the Texas game probably should be a win this week. But again, those, that's a Longhorns team that's hungry because they just lost to Kansas in overtime uh, and what was kind of a basketball score. But uh, yeah, Texas and Kansas left. Wouldn't be surprised if the Mountaineers can get two here just because a reeling Texas team and then a Kansas team that has struggled, obviously, over the years and to get them on the road. But bowl eligibility would be huge, I think, for this team just to help build confidence, keep the guys involved and engaged and kind of end the year in the right way. And Andrew, while uh, you, know, you and Colin don't know each other directly, your uh, internship partner or your internship boss uh, was actually Colin's uh, 
I guess, college friend or, or college co-worker. Ah, there you go. I've known Kyle Dawson all my life. So, uh, so a little <laughs> bit of connection there. Even there though you you're connected to us, obviously, through Marshall. So you, you and Colin even have kind of a indirect connection. We all have connections in any ways. <laughs> but uh, on the herd side of things, the herd coming off of a, a devastating loss to UAB, and I know you were on the call for that game, and uh, you know now they'll have a, a few weeks on the road before returning home for a big game against Western Kentucky that could decide the East Division. Yeah, despite the loss last week, uh, Coach Huff, he reiterated it this week at his uh, press conference on Tuesday and then even after the game on Saturday that everything's still in front of them. Two wins and another berth to the Conference USA Championship game just because of where Western Kentucky sits at 5-1 and one and Marshall is at 4-2. and two. And if both teams win this week, then the two will play uh, on, well, the day after Black Friday next Saturday. And it would decide the East Division. Marshall wins. They'll have the tiebreaker over Western Kentucky because the two teams would be tied at 6-2. and two. If Western wins, they'll go to the championship and play UTSA or UAB. So that's the mindset, I think. But, again, this is a tough matchup this week with Charlotte because that's a tough place to play. Will Healy always has those guys ready to go. And that atmosphere there is just always seems to be electric, especially in November when it gets cold. Uh, and But that's a team, too, that is struggling. So they, Charlotte has not played good football, especially on defense. And that's what Marshall on the flip side offensively has struggled with in a few weeks now is being able to put up points. Uh, only 28 against FAU and then 14 last week against UAB. So should be an interesting matchup, tough place to play, but all signs point toward Marshall probably winning this football game. But, again, you, you just don't know in conference play having to go on the road how things will fare out. But hopefully it does set up a uh, meaningful matchup next week here in Huntington. All right, Andrew Rogers, our guest. And we Huntington. know the herd never play well in Charlotte. There you go, cutting me off. But, yeah, you're right, they do never play well. Or at Middle Tennessee, that's always guaranteed. Correct. All right, Andrew Rogers, our guest, play-by-play man for the Huntington Highlanders. Good luck on the call tonight, Andrew, and thanks for joining us. Yep, glad to be on. Andrew Rogers, our guest, as we uh, get ready for our final segment, as we'll wrap things up on the sports mix, talk a little Shepard. We'll also talk a little Washington football team. That's next as we wrap things up on this special edition of the sports mix. Hadn't had a good time since you know when. Got talked into going out with hopes you were staying in. W. Harley Miller Systems understands the need and desire for reliable and affordable smart home solutions. Secure your home with a security system and keep a close eye on your family. Automate your home with a Control 4 system and have smart technology work as one. Set daily schedules to control your thermostats. Push a button and set the mood for dinner by dimming lights and playing music. Or just sit back and enjoy a movie in your own home theater. With decades of experience to work for you, visit us at whmsystems.com or call 304-350-1931. Whether you're heading to a high school, college, or professional football game, Johnny's has all your tailgating go-tos. Delicious wings, meatballs, shrimp, burgers, and dogs. Plus, Johnny's has everything you need to serve it all up. Party trays, utensils, plates, cups, and more. Stop by either of our two great locations, 1456 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg and Route 11 South in Chambersburg.
floodwaters can spread E. coli bacteria. Here's Bill Kearns from the Berkeley County Health Department about what to do if your well is tested positive. If it's just a one-time contamination, you can superchlorinate your well, which we have instructions at the health department they could call and talk to us. You're providing uh, an excessive amount of bleach down the well. Then you do a runoff to get that out of the system to get the bleach through your lines, get any contamination out there. You do a runoff of so long, and then you can have it tested again. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court in Martinsburg. Call 304-263-5131. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the special hour and a half edition of the Sports Mix brought to you by Berkeley County Health Department. Prevent, promote, protect. They're at 122 Waverly Court in Martinsburg. Call 304-263-5131. And we'll wrap things up today talking a little shepherd of football. Uh, Nick will have the call with Travis Smith tomorrow against Finley. And here is head coach for the uh, – here's a little bite from the head coach. Let me find exactly where I am with this. All right, here we go. Let this. Uh, here's a little bite from Coach Ernie McCook. And Finley is a great opponent. They're coming in here. They're coming in as conference champions. They have a very difficult schedule. They played uh, some some opponents really tough, uh, but they're a well coached team. They played great in all three phases: offense, defense, and special teams. Uh, they managed the game well for that to their advantage. So we're going to have a tremendous tra- challenge. I'm glad it's here at home. I'm glad we're going to have a chance to play in front of our home crowd. I think the weather is going to be great. I think the energy and the excitement is going to be fantastic. In the the stadium but we're we're excited to play the ball game and it really doesn't matter who we play but we do have a, a real opponent in finley university there was head coach mccook talking a little bit about uh their opponent you can hear the whole interview tomorrow on the w harley miller systems pregame show at 11 30 a.m 12 p.m kick We'll have it on TV 10 commercial free brought, brought to you by dave wadsworth and labella vita and by smallwood and small insurance yeah, and in terms of the game, you know, Coach hit on it. I mean, this is a challenge uh, that really um, Shepard hasn't faced in a few weeks. You know, it's been a while since they've really faced a solid football team uh, since that Westchester game, really. So that that would be my one concern heading in is that Shepard hasn't really played great competition over the fa- past few weeks leading up into this game. So that that is a little bit concerning, but I, I do think – how well they've played like they haven't played down to their competition at all i think is a good thing about the rams so i'm expecting a competitive football game you know finley does remind me a little bit of west like westchester you know not a team that has a number that or any numbers that like pop off the page at you like wow this quarterback is a lead or anything but they're just really solid in all three phases and i think that sets up for a, a good matchup between these uh Rams and the Oilers yeah I think the offense has peaked all season long but the defense is peaking exactly at the right time coming off a shutout win last week even though it was against a winless clarion team it's still momentum going into uh this game against the Oilers and I'm pretty excited to see what this uh Shepard Rams team can do in the playoffs I am hoping for a deep run and I really believe that they can do that yeah, definitely. It should be a good one tomorrow. That's a 12 noon kickoff, uh, 11.30 pregame show. If you're tuned in on WRNR-TV on YouTube, we'll have about six different streams 
I think it is. Just that I calculated it. Uh, we'll have the pregame show as one stream from 11.30 to just about noon. And then when uh, right before kickoff, we'll switch to another stream from the first quarter to the start of the halftime. And then after that, we'll have the halftime show in its, in, in its singularity. And then we'll have the third and fourth quarter as singular stream. And then the postgame show as a singular stream. Again, brought to you by – it's going to go commercial-free. Brought to you by Dave Wadsworth, the Bella Vita, and by Smallwood and Small Insurance Group. Shout-out to them for helping us out all season long, being a big sponsors for Shepherd Football and – being able to help us out this week and you know not air their ads during the game yeah that definitely helps so we can bring it to viewers like you spencer viewers like me i'll be here in the studio I mean, you'll be viewing i'll, I'll be for free i mean yeah, I guess they're making right. sure you still have a job <laughs> that's true that is very true all right well let's transition and nfl me. talk uh the washington football team mm-hmm. travels to the carolina panthers three and six washington versus five and five carolina washington obviously a big upset victory over tampa bay but carolina got a, a victory last week against arizona without a without the arizona quarterback kyler murray i believe and it should be a good one cam newton back in the saddle for uh for Carolina, I'm not sure if he's starting or not. I believe he. Will. I think I heard that he is. So the intrigue there, obviously, is the fact that Cam Newton's starting for the Panthers, and it's Ron Rivera who uh, is now the head coach for Washington, going back to Carolina for the first time since being fired and getting to compete against his former team in the quarterback that helped him get to a Super Bowl. It should be fun. I think Washington, even though a lot of injuries with starters, should still be able to win. Yeah, definitely. I disagree. I think Carolina's winning. Yeah, I like Cam, man. He's back. Superman. I, I back. do like Cam, but at the same time, it's his. Yeah, first McCaffrey week. healthy. They're a five and five football team, I think. Yes, they are a five. They're and five at home. Who do your Ravens have? Quickly, the Bears. The Bears. The Bears. <laughs> they should win, but you never know. Who knows with the Ravens? I'm not making a prediction. It should be a good one, and uh, we'll be back Monday and Tuesday for shows. And the Steelers on Sunday Night Football. That's true. They'll have the Steelers Sunday Night Football. We'll be back Monday and Tuesday for two shows. Then we'll be back Friday, most likely, for well, we got to be back for a on show. Friday. Yeah, Football we do Friday. Have to be back on, uh, yeah. Presuming the Bulldogs win. Yeah, but that does it for today's show. Thanks to Matt Miller. Go Cougars. Matt Perry. Chris Tatum, Andrew Rogers for coming on the show. For Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Please saying so long. And uh, tune in to the Martinsburg Bulldogs as they face off against Spring Valley tonight. Guaranteed. Go Bulldogs.